Father, we thank you for the prayers that have been prayed, the songs that have been sung, an opportunity to worship you in giving. And now as we look into your word, we ask that it will fall upon the good soil of our heart and that we will grow thereby. We just thank you and honor you, God, for an opportunity to look into your word. We thank you, honor you for it all. In your son Jesus' name we pray, amen. 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 We are into the second episode of our series on Lent, and we and we are excited about talking about this time period whereby we set aside moments by which we can focus on what God is doing in for and to us. As we are looking at this second episode, I want us to hear what our opening paragraph is. And it says this, it says, humans were originally created in God's image, but that was marred when sin entered the world. What we needed was a savior, a human being who perfectly reflected the image of God the Father for us. We needed Jesus. Our idol worshiping brings us nothing but brokenness, shame, and guilt, and robs us of our call to be image bearers of God. Jesus came to restore us to our original calling so that we can reflect God's love, his mercy, his justice, and righteousness to the world through how we live our lives. And when we started off this series, we started off with our first episode last week. And the subtitle of that was, The Victory is Here. And we talked about how we now have victory over death because of what Jesus has done for us. The second episode today of our series called Lent, Reflection, and Preparation, the subtitle is Return to the Origin. Return to the Origin. Episode two is Return to the Origin. Our definitions are, number one, Lent. Lent is a fast of 40 days beginning with Ash Wednesday and continuing till Easter. And is observed by some Christian churches as commemorative of the fast of our Savior. Next is reflection. Reflection is the act of reflecting or turning or sending back or the state of being reflected. Preparation is the act of preparing or fitting beforehand for a particular purpose, use, service, or condition. And our last word is origin. The first existence or beginning of anything. As we get ready to get into this word, I... We could have called it 
return to the beginning. We could have said back to the start. There's a lot of different things that we could have said, but origin was resonating with me. Because origin is a derivative of the word original. And so we want to return to what this purpose was for our creation. And to see that, we were going to go to Psalms, the 8th chapter, starting at the first verse. This is the English Standard Version, and Psalms 8 and 1 says this, O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You have set your glory above the heavens. Out of the mouth of babes and infants, you have established strength because of your foes to steal the enemy and the avenger. When I look at your heavens, the work of your fingers, the sun, the moon, and stars which you have set in place, what is man that you are mindful of him? And the son of man that you care for him? Yet you have made him a little lower than the heavenly beings and crowned him with glory and honor. You have given him dominion over the works of your hands. You have put all things under his feet, all sheep and oxen, and also the beasts of the field, the birds of the heavens and the fish of the sea, whatever passes along the path of the seas. O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name, in all the earth. Father, we thank you for your word. We ask that it will fall upon the good soul of our hearts in Jesus' name. Let's return to the origin. What does it mean to be human? This is a question that has been thought of, reconsidered, considered, and reconsidered again throughout the many years of our existence. If we look at what David does in Psalms number 8, he goes back and he reflects upon the Torah, upon the law, in that he says in Genesis... God created mankind to have dominion over the earth. And so this should cause us to reflect and to look at why were we created. The first thing that we should realize is that we are created in the image of God. Amen. The Latin word for that is imago Dei. The image of God. Human beings were created to be God's image bearers in and to creation. That is what we are originally destined or designed to be. We were to be the image of God in and to creation. Back in the earlier days when a king would go in and conquer a land... One of the first things he would do when he conquered the land was what? Put up a statue so everybody would know that he was in charge. And it would serve as this example of who was the ruler of the land. 
So if we think about that same thing, God did the same thing with the earth. He set up his image in the earth with Adam and Eve. They were to be God's example, his image to the earth. They were to be the testament to the, the, the earth and everything in the heavenlies and all around that this was God's creation and this was God's place and that God was the ruler of this place. They were also to be a testament to his justice, his mercy, his goodness, and his righteousness and to dwell and have dominion over, as we said, the beasts of the field, the fish in the sea, the birds of the air. They had dominion over everything except each other. The next thing that David points out that not only were we given dominion, but we were also given the ability to worship. He is bringing forth that we, uh, as humans, that we are lovers. We, especially in the English language, we use the word love for everything. I love this cake. I love this car. I love this person. I love, I love, I love, because we are, we have a desire to have a desire for things. And so what we do is we move and everything that we do is based upon our love. Our love is what moves us. If we don't like something, guess what? It's very hard for us to do it. If you don't like somebody, guess what? It's going to take you a couple seconds just to say, Hello. Just look straight ahead. Nobody know we talk about you. All right. So to be human is to also have the desire to worship. And he says that David goes on and he says in verses 5 and 6, he says, you have crowned humans with glory and honor. You have made them rulers of the works of your hand. And so we should quickly recognize that this isn't our experience of the world. We do not feel like we are crowned with glory and honor, but with guilt and shame. We look back to Genesis and we can see that this is clearly how humans were created. They were created to receive the glory and honor because they were the images of God. But because of sin, guilt and shame came in. And... Although we are indeed worshipers, it's hard to worship when guilt and shame are standing in front of you asking you what you're doing. But what happens is we then say, okay, if, if guilt and shame will not allow me to worship God, I'll start worshiping where guilt and shame will allow me to worship. I'll start worshiping the money. I'll start worshiping the cars. I'll start worshiping uh, all the things of the world because I don't feel guilt and shame in doing that. Until I realize the vanity of worshiping the things. Once I realize the vanity of worshiping things, then I realize I am in a most despicable, desperate state indeed. 
because my desire is to worship. And when I want to worship, everything I try to worship does not provide me with the fulfillment of being worshipped. And so we try to create uh, the realities that everything is okay. We put up the facade of everything is all right. Everybody looks at me, I'm all right. But on the inside, we are feeling deficient because we have not been able to express what is an innate part of us, which is worship. And so as we are going around trying to please everybody, please what it, look, what it means to look like this, please what it means to do it like this, please, and, and we realize that all of that, like Solomon said, is meaningless. Yes. But let me tell you, this is the... Uh, the uh, mental image, the mental picture I want you to have. And so we are created as image bearers of God, but that image got marred a little bit in the fall. And so I want you to think of a mirror. If you think of a mirror, think of it like this. A mirror reflects and is filled with whatever it is turned towards. Y'all see it? Y'all yeah. see the mirror? Okay. So originally... Humans were created as mirrors facing God himself. So as we were facing God, we were reflecting God, and God was seeing us, we were seeing God, and we were just happy in that worship experience. But when sin came in, sin is the missing of the mark. The mark is God, so sin is missing the mark. So we're missing God, so our mirror is now turned Slightly for some people, turn totally for other people away from God. And so now we are worshiping things beside God. And so now our reflection is just as jacked up as the thing that we're reflecting. Because the thing cannot provide us with the uh, uh, the, 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 uh, mm, the contentment that we need because of how God created us. So what we need to do is we need to take that time to reflect on what am I reflecting? What, when I look at myself, what do I see? Do I see the image of God or do I see the image of my spouse? Do I see the image of my kids? Do I see the image of my house? Do I see the image of my car? Do I see the image of my job? Do I see anything besides God? If it is, I'm looking in the wrong direction. Because that means what I'm reflecting to others is not God. But I want to encourage us today in saying that we know where we are and we know where we want to go. 
We know that we are in a fallen state. We know we want to be operating in the image of God. The Imago Dei. So what do we do? We begin to walk. And as I told you in the Bible, when we talk about walking, it means to move or execute with intention. If I want to reflect the image of God, then guess what I have to do? I got to get into the presence of God so that I can reflect the image of God. I know it sounds simple, but when you got all these other things in your way, they begin to pull back on you saying, no, don't leave me. But if you would go and make God the priority, if you return to the origin, to the original, to the beginning, it will cause everything else to fall into its proper place. And when it falls into its proper place, then guess what we discover? We discover that God has done everything that is necessary for this to be fulfilled. So we have to look at that When we operate in what it is to be human, it is to operate in us reflecting our creator and not the creations. And so what we want to do is realize that Jesus was truly human at the same time he was truly God. And so what he did is he came in and he reflected God to the world. Every time they asked him, who are you and what you doing? He says, I'm here to do the will of my father. He didn't say, I'm a carpenter. He didn't say, I'm from Galilee. He didn't say anything but said, I'm here to do the will of my father. Because he wanted them to know that it wasn't about him. That he was reflecting who God is. So where we missed the mark and we were reflecting the things that were around us. Jesus came through and said, I didn't come here to destroy the law. I came here to fulfill the law, which is to reconcile you back to the Father. So Jesus came and he was the example to cause us to walk in who God created us to be. So what does this mean? Because we ain't Jesus. We were originally created in God's image, but the image of God has been broken in us. It needs to be fixed. It needs to be repaired. And what we have to realize is that the word tells us how to be repaired. The Hebrew writer says it like this. He says, Jesus is now crowned with glory and honor because he suffered death. So that by the grace of God, he might taste death for everyone. Now, Jesus is crowned with glory. He humbled himself in order to become a human for us. 
He <laughs> undeservedly took on the responsibility of our sin. And he took on a crown of thorns that should have been our crown. He took a beating that should have been our beating. He did all this just for us so that he could show us and reclaim us back into what we were originally designed to be the image of God. He reconciled us back into God so that I, now it, we couldn't turn the mirror back in the day toward God. But now through Christ Jesus, we can turn our mirror so that it's facing toward God that we can reflect who God is to the rest of the world. But now we have to make the uh, intention of turning ourselves toward God. Now, what we want to do real quick is just tell you how hard it is to turn toward God. The reason I say it's hard is because we have to deal with ourselves. And sometimes it's easier to deal with other people than it is ourselves. Now, to turn toward God only requires you to turn. Mm -hmm. <laughs> However, comma, you still have to talk yourself into turning yourself so that you can reflect yourself in the image of God. Self is a hard dude to deal with, ain't it? Self wants to take care of itself. Self don't care about how you feel. Self cares about how it feels. So what we have to do is, when we wake up in the morning, we have to wake up before self wake up. And we got to put self in the headlock and knock self out. We got to put self and beat self down before we do anything. Because if we allow self to get up, self going to cause us complications. Self is going to cause us issues. Self is going to be right there saying, I don't think you should do that. Self does not want you to submit yourself. To God. Self wants you to exalt yourself above God. So that's why Paul had to say every morning I have to crucify myself. I have to take self and I have to kill self. I have to put self down. I have to put self in a position where it does not have influence over me so that I can walk in what God has for me to do. So we got to return to the origin. We have to turn where they had the opportunity to walk with God in the cool of the day. Hang out with God. All we want to do in the cool of the day is prop our feet up and watch television. But God wants to spend some time with you. God desires to be with you. He just tells self to go, go somewhere and come hang out with me. We have gotten ourselves into a place where we are so focused on how we feel about something, we don't want to know how God 
feels about it. Why? Because we realize, because self already told us, if you ask God, he's going to tell you no. And you don't want to hear no. You want God to go ahead and, 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 and uh, what I say, co-sign on that craziness that you're doing. Well, God, I'm only going to watch. I'm only going to binge for eight hours. It, it's not that long. It's not that long, God. God, I'm going to be with you. I'm going to be there for you. Everything that I'm going to do is going to be so that I feel better about myself. But what I want to tell you is that if you turn towards God, you will feel so much better. You will be so much better. Now, let me explain something to you. Being better and feeling better does not always fall into the categories of what we as uh, humans think is better. Sometimes better is going through adversity because on the other side, there's growth. Sometimes better is not eating. Lord have mercy. Not eating. I'm just, I ain't going to tell you what. I'm just saying, not eating. <laughs> That's why we have this time of Lent. If we, if we reflect upon where Lent was, it was a reflection of Jesus going 40 days without food as he was being tempted by the devil. Wait a minute. I would think that I would need to eat if I need to fight against the devil. No, because when self is full, self causes complications. Thank you, Lord, for that one. I wasn't even thinking about that. Well, when self is full, self's like, go to sleep. Don't go for a walk. Go on to sleep. You're tired. You're feeling all... You, next thing, you know, three or four months later, you like, why I feel so heavy? Because you and self been sleeping. Mm. So what we want to finish up today, and I, I, this is my, my encouragement to you, is that we have to make a decision during this time that I am going to do what is necessary to put myself in its proper place. I want to reflect God's image in all aspects of my life. I want to walk in the original design for why God put humans on this earth. To worship and reflect. To have dominion. Not over one another, but over all the things of the earth. See, that's another thing self done jacked us up with. They made us fight each other when we should be unified. Okay, no, I ain't going to that today. But we should be unified. We can't even be unified about how we worship. And, and, and we talking about... Okay. All right. Okay. No, no, no. I'm kicking that soapbox up to the side. We'll say that for another time. All right. So what I want us to, to do is, throughout this week, acknowledge the direction that your mirror is facing. Is it facing and reflecting God? When I speak to my children, when I speak to my spouse, when I speak to my coworkers, Am I at this moment reflecting God? You ain't got the answer? Because I already know the answer. You know the answer. 
And if you say sometimes, you might, you might be halfway correct. If you say no times, you're probably more accurate than sometimes. But our goal is to reflect Christ. Reflect the image of God at all times. Because if we don't, then we're just like putting a, a bushel over the candle. Because the light can't shine through when it's not faced in the right direction. You've heard the message today, and it's kind of funny how we can look at how Jesus showed us the way, but then reflect how we want to do it our own way. I have no problem with folks. Well, let, let me just say this. My personality is when you do something, you do it the same way every time, because especially if it gives you the results that you want. And so I have married someone who likes to do things differently to see if we can get a different result. My thing is, let's not do it differently because then we're going to get a different result. Well, yes, because we're doing it differently. It may become out better. There's nothing wrong with either method. The fact is that we want to do it our way. But I want to tell you today that Jesus has a way for you. And that way leads to life. And if you haven't accepted Jesus into your situation, your, whatever you're going through, then you're going through it pretty much alone. And I want to challenge you today, if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, to accept him as that. The Bible makes it pretty plain. It says that, if you call upon the name of the Lord, he will answer. If you call upon him, he will answer. It says, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. And we talk about it. Saved means to be rescued, delivered from the penalty of sin. The penalty of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. He wants to take and turn you towards God so that you can have eternal life. Yes. Thank you, Lord. It is not just a decision of your mind, but it's also a decision of your heart, your innermost self, who you really are. And God desires for you to accept his gift that he has for you, that Jesus died for you, just for you. So that you could be reconciled back to God. If that is a decision that you have decided to make today. Please let us know. Email us at info at godshousecc.com. And we will get back with you. If you are in the Simpsonville, South Carolina area. Come visit us on a Sunday morning at 10 a.m. 642 Fairview Road. And we will sit down and we'll talk with you and assist you on how to operate in this newness of life. Because I say it every time, this is not an individual sport. This is a team event. And we are here, helpers of one another. And we want to help you and assist you along this journey. So that you can be victorious in God and reflect his image to everyone that is around you. Please, God's house, I mean, info at godshousecc.com. 
and we will definitely return your uh, correspondence and do whatever we can to assist you on this journey. Well, friends and family, that's episode number two. It's in the books. Return to the origin. I hope something is said that has inspired you, pushed you, provoked you to wake up before self and put self in its proper place so that you can reflect God throughout your day. Yes. With that being said, God's blessings be upon you in Jesus' name.